everybody, welcome back to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill, that's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? Not much, man. Uh, we've been reminded by the chat room that we didn't talk about Stadia Cats before starting the podcast, so we we failed we failed our adoring public, Bill. That's true. Uh, well, let's let's just make sure that we're clear. They don't adore us. They adore no. our cats. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I had this thought, and this is not related to video games at all, but I don't care. Um, I had this thought yesterday, and I, I ended up tweeting it out, but uh, cats of today have a much better lifestyle than cats before Amazon uh, because mm. there's just so many box boxes in houses these days. Um, yep. It used to be like when when you know when I was younger uh, that you would almost never have cardboard boxes in the house, and now like they're they were okay. We've got a, a, a set of boxes that we have to wait until until garbage day to get rid of. So mm-hmm. now cats are there always. They have infinite places to fit and sit. <laughs> they they do. It is it is kind of ridiculous and. We, we ordered a bunch of catty things uh, from the internet, and they came in a box, and the cats didn't like the catty things, but they loved the box. It's like, of course. Well, of course I knew things. that would happen. That is the joke on the internet, that the cats don't play with the toys, they play with the box. So I should have known uh, Amazon needs to sell a bulk pack of Amazon boxes uh, that also <laughs> ship in Amazon boxes, and then the cats across the world will be happy. Yeah, uh, d- listen, Amazon, don't do that. It's bad for the environment. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 get to the show. But before we actually do, uh, just to remind everybody who's listening to the MP3 version of the show that we do record this show live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StadiaCast. And if you are here with us live and you're like, I have things to do. I have to go shopping. I have to buy this. I have to go do that. I have to mow the lawn. I have to wash the dishes. Well, guess what? You can listen to the show while you do all of those things, if you go to uh, anchor.fm slash StadiaCast, and you can listen to the show each and every Sunday. And that's just, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an awesome thing. I like podcasts. So uh, if you want to directly support the show uh, and, you're he- and you happen to be here with us live, you can use the Super Chat feature down below in the second half of the show, which we call Crowdplay. Uh, we answer each and every Super Chat that comes in. Uh, so if you have a question, and there's usually a, a couple hundred people here, chat goes by pretty fast. We can't see it all. Make sure that we see your message by using the Super Chat feature. If you are not here with us live, or if you are, there's also the Join button right down below the YouTube video, which lets you get access to videos early, our pay, our um, supporter-only channel on Discord, and, of course, the awesome emotes uh, that were made for us. All right, Lloyd. We start every episode off with what we've been playing. What have you been playing? Well, besides copious amounts of Elder Scrolls Online uh, on on Stadia, uh, I've also been playing uh, the new game that just dropped, uh, Rock of Ages 3. Uh, I put up a first look, um, and this was a first look where the game crashed twice during the first look. Did the game crash or did Stadia crash? The game crashed. At first, okay. I thought it was Stadia crashing, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not good." But no, the game itself crashed. And I had someone send me a message saying, "Well, why? Why would you include that in the video?" And as Bill and I have always said, we're honest. We don't. We don't lie. We don't half-ass. We don't blow smoke up anybody uh, at all. So if something happens while we're playing a game, we're get, we're going to talk about it. So uh, as I was playing Rock of Ages, um, I got partway through the tutorial. Um, was just going into the second level and it was doing kind of the overview and then it zoomed in real real close and then the game paused and then next thing you know my controller disappears and then um 30 seconds later i'm at the google stadia um interface on chromecast and i'm like that's really weird um and then so i went back in got playing the game again and then uh right as i was finishing up my first look it crashed again with the oh something bad has happened so um Rock of Ages 3 is maybe not ready for prime time. Uh, there, are, there are definitely some issues, or at least issues that I ran into. Kevin W. in chat says that he also was experiencing the same problems with the game crashing. But look, that's this is not a, a thing that is exclusive to Stadia. Games crash no. on, on consoles and PC all the time. Yep. Um, so, But it just seems like maybe Rock of Ages needed to cook a little bit longer. 
I don't yep. I don't know if they had the same issues of for this particular game on other platforms, but you know, other platforms aren't using Vulcan, so maybe it's uh, maybe they haven't been able to figure that stuff out. Gem in chat is saying it's really buggy. I never crash, but I've seen a lot of game bugs. Do, have you experienced a lot of game bugginess as well? Um, good question. They don't tell you enough about the game to know if the game is buggy or not. Um, my my big complaint about this game is you're thrown right into a tower defense thing. And it gives you icons at the top left of the screens uh, where you can buy different things to put in the world. But it doesn't tell you what they do or why you would use them. The icons don't even have tooltips. Um, so maybe that's a bug. I don't know. Um, yeah, the the game, I just I didn't enjoy my time with it, which is unfortunate. I've been wanting to uh, play this one uh, since it was launched uh, or since it was announced. I was almost I was this close to picking it up on Nintendo Switch. Uh, to play through and then I found out it was going to be a Stadia Pro title so I held off and I'm actually really glad that I did that. Right so you you said that you were running into issues with Rock of Ages 3 and that reminded you of, of some issues that you had had in the past. Um, Lloyd yes. wanted to absolutely make sure that he talked about this but he I think my goldfish memory is contagious because he's, he's forgetting things in his old age. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know lloyd is older than i am i know you couldn't yeah. tell by looking at us but lloyd is older so lloyd yeah. what is the thing that you probably forgot to talk about so so what i did uh a couple weeks ago um i was having some some wi-fi issues so i had, i had issues regularly where my stadia controller mid-game would just disconnect um so i'd be playing um and then i would spin in circles or i'd run towards a wall and then I get the, um, your controller is disconnected. Please connect to Stadia controller. Um, and I was trying to diagnose what the problem was. I was wondering if it was because I'm in Canada and the data centers were in the U.S. Um, I, I would leave uh, network monitoring tools up on my computer while I was playing. And I, I found that the last time that my controller disconnected, my network was fine. I had no bandwidth issues. I was able to keep pinging uh, without any more... Um, uh, any more milliseconds added on to my standard pings that I was doing. So I'm like, okay, this isn't a network issue, like a, a bandwidth coming to my health, house or away from my house issue. So what's happening here? Um, I did a little bit of researching and the um, I have um, internet through Shaw, which is a big company here in Canada. And they have these like really fast gigabit internet um, switches. So the, the the box itself should be fine um, but i ran into a couple other people that were having random dropouts of wi-fi where they would be browsing full bars and they would have no wi-fi um the, their phone wouldn't say that they didn't have a network connection no one would say they didn't have a network connection and then it would fix itself and i'm like you know what that's probably what is happening to me so did some more research on what to order I ended up ordering a Google Nest Wi-Fi kit that includes the base station and a separate pod, uh, set it up, and um, Stadia has never performed better. <laughs> um, little things like when I would turn on my Wi-Fi controller, uh, my Stadia controller, it would take about 30 to 40 seconds to connect to my Chromecast. And I thought, yeah, oh, that's just a standard boot up time because I had never known any difference. Well, it shouldn't be like that. It should be uh, it, it should be five to ten seconds because that's what it is now. I turn on my controller, it starts up Stadia on my Chromecast right away. Um, I'm absolutely loving uh, these new Wi-Fi uh, base stations uh, access points. The fact that the little pod acts as a as a Google Home as well, and my kids can talk to it. I got rid of all my Alexa devices because I don't, didn't like them in the first place. Um, it's just been, it's been great. So as much as I didn't want to spend $300 to fix my networking issue, when I have a really good router, apparently right from my service, um, which is the first time I've ever used a router from my internet service. I've always had my own, but my, my, uh, uh, what was it? The, the Apple extreme airport extreme had just died prior to switching my network connection. So, uh, it was just like, okay, I'll go with this one. Why not? It should be fine. It wasn't fine. So if you're ever having any issues with uh, with your Wi-Fi dropping, weird brownouts, even though you have full Wi-Fi bars, you're not getting the data, just replace that garbage. Get a Google uh, Nest Wi-Fi bundle. I've had zero issues with it. It's like one of the best networking devices I've ever used. And the fact that you can set up groups on your phone, you can see who's downloading stuff uh, at any point. You can see what's going on in your network. Like I, 
was that I, I was looking at my phone and it's like, why is my downstairs computer using two megabits? I It's off. This is weird. I don't understand. So I went downstairs and I had Plex running on my computer. I guess it had it had I'd paused it. And for some reason, it unpaused and it was actually streaming video. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oops, all right, well, now I know that. So I went downstairs, turned that off. Uh, it's just been really great. And as I said, it's made uh, Stadia that much better in my house. So um, I'm really happy about that. See, I, I'm, I'm lucky myself that I already had Google Wi-Fi when Stadia came out. So I never experienced anything other than that. But I am also going to extol the virtues of Google Wi, I don't have the Nest Wi-Fi. I have the Google Wi-Fi, the older one, um, right. and I was I've been extremely happy with that. We we have a, a like kind of a long house, and the cable comes in, um, you know, on one side basically, and yep. my wife's sewing room is all the way on the other side of the house, and so we were always trying all of these different solutions. Like I bought repeaters that would make a second network that would be like the extension network for for those things out there and right. um like when we shared that room uh for like it was my streaming room and her sewing room i ended up running an ethernet cable through the basement out there so that i could still so that i would be able to stream uh, but wi-fi right. in that room has always always been a huge problem and mm -hmm. my buddy at work said you know, try out Google Wi-Fi. I love it. And it it was awesome. Just from day one, it works. And I love the control. Um, mm -hmm. Like we're able to set it up. So obviously we're summer vacation right now. But, um, you know, X number of minutes before uh, we have to leave for school, all of the Internet for the kids shuts off so that they can't get distracted and, and be like, oh, my gosh, and then have to run for the bus or anything like that. Um, right. it's, it's really awesome. It sh we can shut it off at night. It has parental controls. I'm a huge fan of it. And it has like a button in the, inter in the, uh, interface that prioritizes stadia traffic, which is really awesome. Uh, so I I'm, I'm a nice. huge fan of it. And you know, you, you, you don't have to have it in order to have a good experience with stadia, but it does improve the stadia experience. At least that's how I feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said, you you've never had issues because you've always had Google Wi-Fi. I've always had issues, but didn't realize they were issues because that's just how Stadia has always been. And I've noticed that if I was playing on my laptop in my bedroom, I'd have full bars. Um, but every once in a while, like if I'm playing ESO, the screen would go pixelated like regularly, like every five, 10 minutes or whatever uh, it, that would happen. But it would happen for a few seconds and it would be back. And I just thought nothing of it. I thought, OK, that's just the way the service works on Wi-Fi. Well, it doesn't do it now, um, and it's it's all all because of having better Wi-Fi in the house. Um, having the two access points um, has just made the difference. Even though I have full bars, I didn't have full bars, and um, wasn't wasn't able to determine that until I had another Wi-Fi service in my house. So um, it's it's funny. Like I I do a lot of networking for my job as well, so I know what to look for. And I just never, I had never noticed any issues in my house. Um, and then I got better Wi-Fi and it's like, oh, look at all these issues I had. <laughs> uh, it's maybe because I don't want to do tech support when I get home is probably the the, the root cause of all this. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. So have you played anything other than Rock of Ages and ESO? Uh, that's all I played. Um, yeah. So I played a little bit of Rock of Ages and a little bit of ESO. Um, I, I got a big project at work, so I've been doing a lot more work than even when I'm supposed to be home and and doing fun things i've been doing a lot of extra time at at my job so uh, no other games were played unfortunately yeah i didn't play anything other than eso this week either i was uh really focused on um you know i was working on prep work for another podcast that i do 143 pixels and i just didn't have time to really sit down and and jump into any game except for eso and that was mostly because we had a uh, we had a trial, which is like their rating content. And it's funny, I had even forgotten that we had the trial, which we did yesterday. And I accidentally jumped into the Discord and they were like, I was like, oh, what are you guys up to? They're like, oh, we're just getting ready for the trial. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't forget <laughs> about that. But let's move on to the news. Um <laughs> Obviously, the giant news this week, Lloyd and I already kind of covered, but there's been a development 
that has, uh, you know, to go on top of that. But uh, earlier this week, um, Fortnite decided to try and get around Apple's um, payment system. And uh, in order to do that, what they did is they said, hey, everybody, here's 20, you know, if you use Apple, you know, then it's going to cost you 20% more. If you use ours, it's going to cost you 20% less. And Apple was like, I don't think so. Kicked them off the Play Store. And then uh, Fortnite, or Fortnite, Epic Games had, you know, had this uh, propaganda ad ready. They had the lawsuit ready to go, and they said, we're going to sue. And uh, right before Lloyd and I talked, Google also kicked um, <laughs> Fortnite off of the Play Store. And since then, um, Epic Games has decided to sue um, Google as well. Yep. So it seems like Epic Games is, you know, they're suing everybody. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this was because right after Lloyd and I finished recording our our, our, our discussion, um, I was uploading it and making a thumbnail or whatever. And I sent him a message. I was like, I can't believe this. We didn't, we didn't talk about what this means for will Fortnite like the does this impact the the likelihood of Fortnite coming to Stadia? Uh, so before we get to that actual question, I just want to uh, let everybody know the reason that um, Fortnite, Epic Games, sorry, uh, the reason why <laughs> Epic Games is suing Google. And here's what they said. Uh, this is actually surprising. Epic claims that Google forced phone manufacturer OnePlus to break off a deal that would have seen a special Fortnite launcher pre-installed on OnePlus phones, and they demanded that another Android phone, phone maker, LG, abandon any plans to do the same. Now, I'm going to say real quick, I am never a fan of pre-installed software from third parties, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. It's one of the reasons why I'm less interested. It's one of the reasons why the only um, Android phone that I would consider would be the Pixel phones, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. I just think it's very interesting that, like, Google is very, very... Be be being more controlling than I thought that they were. That surprised me. Um any any thoughts before we get to about Fortnite on Stadia? Uh, no. Um, just my my camera just went super blurry, and I'm trying to figure out why it is. Try holding um, holding your hand up to it, and yeah, auto auto is turned off. I think is oh. the the problem. Uh, anyway, I'll try to fix it. Um, so yeah, I for me, I Fortnite obviously doesn't directly compare to Stadia, so. Um, having not having Stadia or xCloud on the app stores, it's, it's not a direct comparison. Um, but the whole point of this lawsuit is control. So Google is saying that you have a monopoly here, or sorry, not Google. Uh, Epic is saying that you have a monopoly here, both on Apple and and Google. Less so on Google because you can have you can sideload apps if you want, and you can also um, you can also uh, you can have whole other stores installed on your phone. Uh, but there's still there's still an anti-competitive part here, and it's the same thing about um, the uh, get, getting the streaming apps. Uh, Apple is saying, well, you can't have these streaming apps on our phone because we can't do search of the of the games. You can't do this. You can't do that. It, it, when in reality, streaming video is the same whether it's gameplay or not. So my hope is that when this lawsuit goes through, if it gets um, if if it gets uh, I don't know uh, if if it goes. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. If it if it if it if it if it if it, if it either gets settled or if it goes through to actual court, um, my hope is that this these anti-competitive things are going to go away in more than one area, so that hopefully uh, hopefully other things like Stadia and XCloud will just disappear because Apple's like, oh crap, but we can't do that anymore. We've already but we've already had our hands bitten once because of this let's just forget it and and continue on so that is my hope that this whole lawsuit goes through um because of things like that so um we'll, we'll see what happens but yeah it's uh it's it's amazing like a week ago how many millions of people were playing Fortnite on their phones 
mm -hmm. week from now, will there be anybody playing Fortnite on phones? Because Fortnite updates regularly. And if you can't push those updates to the devices, is anybody going to be playing on these devices? It's going to be uh, pretty interesting to find out. Well, you know, just to be fair on, on Android, people can sideload the app. Yep. So there, there is a way around it. They're just not going to be able to do it from the particular store that I think most people would prefer to like do everything through the same, the same way. Um, yep. I think a lot of people are going to assume that this means that the chances of Epic Games bringing Fortnite to uh, Google Stadia are like dashed. They think I think that there's a lot of people that think that that can't possibly happen now. And right. I would just remind those people that when you're talking about giant giant companies like this, mm -hmm. um, it it they I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, so for instance. Um, you know, who makes a lot of the stuff that's in this particular uh, device that I'm holding up my iPhone is Samsung. Mm -hmm. Samsung makes a ton of the parts that are in here, and Apple buys those parts. Um, Sony recently reached a deal recently. It's like a year and a half now. Uh, recently reached a deal. Well, actually, less than a year. Um, but they recently reached a deal with Microsoft to use Microsoft's Azure, <clears throat> excuse me, Azure services uh, in order to do some of Sony's cloud stuff. Um, mm -hmm. These giant companies are made up of so many different parts for, the, for them to say, for Epic Games to say, well, we're not going to bring Fortnite to Stadia because of this lawsuit. I don't think that that's the case. Now, of course, Tim Sweeney has said, the reason that, that Fortnite is not on Stadia is because it doesn't have a huge player base. And until it does, it doesn't make sense for them to port it. And I completely am fine with that. That's that's a reasonable thing to say. Um, I do think eventually Fortnite will be on Stadia. Um, and, and I don't think that this lawsuit actually has any implications as far as that this lawsuit has implications as far as you know how how google and how apple control their marketplace i think that these lawsuits have far more to do with will stadia get on apple eventually than will fortnite get on stadia hopefully that yeah. makes sense i kind of got windy there <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it it totally makes sense and like i said if if this lawsuit goes through and and it get it hits the court and rules in favor of Epic, that that is a huge shot over the bow of Apple and Google and any other phone manufacturer that might come up in the next ten years, saying, "Sure, you own the store." Um, I I believe that Apple has the right to make rules on their store because if you don't like it, then don't use it. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's also there's also some other issues. It's just because you made the store doesn't mean that certain things uh, are or should be allowed to happen. So hopefully hopefully all this gets sorted out and, um, and, and it all happens uh, quickly. And all the people that only play Fortnite on their phone are going to be able to go and play Fortnite again because there's going to be a lot of sad people out there that can't uh, can't actually play the game that they paid for or stuff that they paid for. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know, this whole thing's going to be really interesting. And, and hopefully, like, like we said, at the very end of, of all this Stadia, xCloud, NVIDIA, all the other streaming services can be on iOS and have no issues there. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our next topic, it would be a, a very interesting tweet came from Rockstar Mag. Now I don't I don't know anything about that particular um account or whatever, but they have uh it's it's not in English, so I had to use the Google Translate feature to uh figure out exactly what it is that they're saying, but there's something very very interesting there. Uh they say and this is using Google Translate, so it could be real bad. Uh but according to our information in addition to the versions of on PS5 and Xbox Series X, Rockstar is reportedly in the process of preparing a Stadia version of GTA 5, whose announcement and release would be scheduled in the next few weeks slash months before or at the same time on PS5 or Xbox Series X. Uh, so, look, 
I want to make sure that before everybody, you know, automatically jumps to conclusions and says, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is coming to Stadia, that is not what they said. They said that there is some information. It's a rumor. They're saying that yep. they have heard a rumor. And we have heard many rumors that have never panned out. We've also heard rumors that have panned out really, really well. Now, Grand Theft Auto Five is like the best-selling game like oh my god it it has spent what year did it come out do you remember lloyd no not at all um 2014 something like that <laughs> it's been uh, around it was, for a while gta 5 release date all right he's looking uh, it up since I'm it came out it has 2013 spent 2015 okay so five Thir- years 13. it has spent five years i believe 2013 Oh, 13. Oh, yep. okay. So in, for the last seven years, it has mm-hmm. basically been in the top 10 selling list on Amazon for video games. Yep. It's almost every single month. They're like, these are our top 10 selling games. Grand Theft Auto Five is always there. It is an incredibly popular game. If you talk mm-hmm. to just about anybody, they will tell you that it's really, really good. I personally don't like Rockstar um, not not Rockstar, the company, although uh, some of their business practices I'm not a fan of. Um, but I don't like their games most of the time. I don't like the way that they control, so I just don't play them. I've never played Grand Theft Auto V, but I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V on Stadia would be really, really good. And it, we do have precedence. Uh, we have Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia. So what do you think, Lloyd? What do you think the chances of GTA five coming to Stadia? Um, I I don't know. I, I think it would totally make sense. Um, I mean GTA five launched on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So it's already branched one generation to go from PS3, Xbox 360 to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh they've come out and said that it is gonna happen. It's gonna come across on um PlayStation 5. Um, and it's not G- GTA 5 itself because it's a 40-hour game when you play through the whole story. It's Grand Theft Online, which is a whole online world where people uh, make money, buy things, do heists. Uh, the, Wait, are those two different shark- games, though? Uh, they're all part and parcel. So you you buy so one, you get all and of you it. Get the other. Oh, okay, That's right. I understand now. But the longevity is because of Grand Theft Online. And the reason why it's up there for sales is because people buy these shark cards. So you can go and spend $40 and get $10 million. And you can buy a penthouse and a really fancy car and stuff like that. That's the reason why GTA has been around forever. Rockstar likes making free money because <laughs> they, uh, when you have GTA Online, you're not necessarily creating a bunch of new content. Uh, they they do. There's new services. There's new uh, adventures. There's new uh, heists. There's new stuff that's thrown in. But mainly, it's like set it and forget it for Rockstar. And if they brought it to more platforms, that is more money that's going to come in from those platforms. So bringing it over to Stadia seems like a no-brainer. Uh, always online. You can pick it up on your phone, pick it up on your computer, on your TV, wherever. You can see what's happening in your uh, in, in the world that you live in. Um, but the fact that it, it's coming from this stadium, this uh, Rockstar Mag, which is a fan site, I, I don't necessarily believe it, um, yeah. but I do think it's very likely to happen. Yeah. So you're you're saying I'm not believing the rumors, but you totally do think that it will happen. You just don't think that they necessarily have the inside uh, scoop on this. Totally. Like if if Rockstar's taken the time to do a, a branch another generation to PlayStation Five and um xbox series x totally makes sense that they would devote a small development team to get it running on stadia um and then perhaps other cloud services as well because you're already spending the time to port it across another generation you might as well get it running on some other things as well so i I don't know it totally makes sense to me that it would come to stadia at some point in the future are you surprised that we don't have it already i mean red red dead redemption 2 was pretty quick um, yeah, that, you would think that that GTA Five would have been sooner because it's such a money maker for them. Yeah, I, I think what what happened was um, they they spent all this time getting Red Dead Two running on PC. Um, oh, okay. so it 
so it didn't run it the console code uh was the console code and then they're like okay we have to port this to pc when they did that um i i you would assume that they use vulcan there and that and then it was just an easy port to get it from pc to stadia um grand theft auto 5 has been on pc forever so hopefully that that is also another quick translation to go from uh just a standard pc version to a pc version that's running on stadia all right moving on um actually you know what i want to take a quick break and then when we come back i'm going to tell you how you can get your sound to sound just absolutely perfect using stadia so stick around everybody all right so we are back and listen one of my biggest problems with stadia has to do with the port on the bottom of mm -hmm. this controller here all right so you see that the headphone jack um i have used the party feature in uh stadia i don't know like twice and um the first time i used it was just to test if it would work and then i turned it back off because i mean let's be honest most of the time we we use discord uh link in the description down below um but the second time I used it was because we were running a dungeon in, in Elder Scrolls Online and I was I had left my phone upstairs and I was downstairs in, in the living room and I had my headphones and I just plugged them into my controller and we did a dungeon and man I could not hear anything the voice <laughs> yeah. volume was way too low way too low and uh, for you know, for the for the uh, an online focused system to have such a poor interface for talking to your friends when you're playing is just kind of a huge, huge mistake. Well, guess what? Google has listened. Uh, now, when you are uh, playing, you have a little mixer, which should have been there from <laughs> the absolute start. I don't understand why it wasn't. This should have been there from the start. Uh, but now yep. you can individually control the master volume, the game volume, and the voice chat volume all on their own. And this this is a screenshot that I took using um, the browser. You can also do this on Chromecast, except instead of master volume, it says Chromecast volume instead. So right. uh, I think that this is huge. Lloyd, does this make you more likely to um use the party feature than you were before or are you gonna basically stick to discord all the time um for the most part when i'm when i'm playing multiplayer i'm in this room so discord makes more sense um but this this helps a lot um it, the one thing i i want to test out is if um if i'm playing a game and i have a headset in so i can hear people in voice chat can I turn the game volume down in my headset and still have the game volume come out of the Chromecast? I don't believe so. No. Um, because that is what you really need. Like I, uh, in PlayStation uh, or Xbox, that's what I do. The The game volume come, or the game audio comes across the TV and the voice chat volume comes into the headset. And that's really all I want to use the headset for is that. So um, this is better um, because, yeah, I agree that either voice chat is too loud, too low, games too loud, too low. Having those little sliders is really great. But I really need I really need an option where if I'm in voice chat, I only want the voice chat to come across that the little jack in the front of my um, my controller. Um, I want everything else to come out of my TV or web browser or whatever else. So they got a little bit more work to do, but this is a, a great step in the right direction. So, OK. I, I feel like I disagree with you there. Having it come out of your... Maybe I'm wrong. Because, again, we, we usually just use um, Discord. So I have a very little experience with voice chat on consoles. Um, mm -hmm. If the sound is coming out of the TV, mm -hmm. isn't that going to go, go into the mic? And then, like, aren't, aren't I going to hear... Like, if I'm playing with you and you're playing the game and you're shooting something or whatever... Aren't I going to to hear your TV come through your voice? Uh, well, not if Google does it the right way. I mean, Xbox and PlayStation have sold this a long time ago. They okay. have noise cancellation. So any audio that is coming uh, from the game gets zeroed out on the microphone that goes back in. So they, they use noise cancellation to get rid of that game audio. So there's no um, there's no crazy like 
uh, I don't know, echo or whatever, um, depending on how people have their room set up, maybe, maybe that will be an issue, but I've never, okay. I've never really had that, that issue before. So, um, yeah, if they do it the right way, this, that shouldn't be an issue at all. And, and like I said, I have very little experience doing this. I'm usually, um, using discord. So that, that's how I usually end up doing it. All right. <laughs> this stupid, look at this. Uh, I was looking at the mouse on here and I was like, why isn't it moving? Why isn't it moving? It's because it's part of my screenshot. All right. We got an APK teardown, uh, which these happen all of the time. You know, nine to five Google does these APK teardowns where there's a brand new um, version of the Stadia app on Android. And so they look through it and they find all of the stuff on here. Uh, number one is that it looks like we're we're getting ready to be able to pre-order stadia games i'm not super excited <laughs> for this as a feature however a lot of times if you go to like i'll, I'll use what's an upcoming game um marvel's avengers okay so marvel avengers so if i go to um you know their website there's a button to pre-order for Sony. There's a button to pre-order for Xbox. There's a button to pre-order for PC. There is not a button to pre-order for Stadia. And so it kind of gets ignored. Yep. Not being able to pre-order is bad for Stadia as a whole because that means that third-party publishers are not pushing people towards Stadia. So I do think that this is good for the platform, but I don't really care because... I never really go to these third-party websites unless I'm doing a show. You know what I mean? I just, yep. I, I don't bother. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, any anything to talk about for pre-order before we move on? Just that uh, there's there's different consumers out there. Some people um, they 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 save their money. They put five dollars in a in a jar every week, and then when they have their sixty dollars. They go buy a card and they pre-order the game that they want, and and that's kind of like a peace of mind to them. Mm -hmm. So, well, I I generally don't pre-order stuff that way. There's a lot of people that do, and not having that option on Stadia is probably a little anxiety causing for them because they like to tick tick things off their little checklist. Okay, saved my money, tick, pre-ordered game, tick, and now they're ready to play it on release day. So. Um, having it there would be great. And then also, when you pre-order games, a lot of times you get pre-order bonuses. Like, you pre-order Marvel Avengers, you get into the beta. Um, you can't do that on Stadia. Um, you can do it on PlayStation or Xbox or PC, but you can't do it on Stadia. So it would just show a little bit more maturity um, to, to Stadia as a platform, having those pre-orders happen as well. The other uh, big part of this would be text messaging. This is something that a lot of people have been asking for uh, is the, the fact that when when you're playing a game, uh, there's no way to, uh, outside of voice, there is no way to communicate. So if you're sitting in a room, like maybe you're sitting in a room and you've got your headphones plugged into the bottom of your Stadia controller and you've got the sliders dialed in perfectly so you can hear what your friends are saying or so that you can hear the game just perfectly, um, but you don't want to say anything out loud because maybe your, you know, your uh, significant other is asleep on the couch, or maybe uh, you've got a baby in a crib nearby, and you're just sitting in the room with them playing a game, and you don't want to talk. You would want to be able to send a quick message, and you can't do that on Stadia. I mean, outside of games that do that for Stadia, so there's no way for you to send a message to somebody. Well, it looks like there is going to be a, a way to send a message. Uh, to somebody they have things like a uh, status text shown alongside a failed outgoing message to let the user know it was not sent so it's like mm -hmm. hey look they're they're building in this way to send in, send messages now my I, i'm gonna do the same thing that i've done for most of the recent weeks is i'm going to complain that we have this awesome ability to hit the stadia button on our controller and have the the Google Assistant come up on the screen, and I can then say the thing that I want to say, and it comes up as text on the screen, and then it does a search. But I still would really, really like to be able to say words, have it turned into text, and then have that text inputted as a message in, we'll say, Elder Scrolls Online or another online game that I'm playing. It drives me crazy that we can't do that. I would also like to be able to open up the Stadia app on my phone yep. and type 
on there and send a message that way uh, through Stadia so that if you're playing, like Lloyd's playing on, let's say, a Chromecast, my little message message pops up on the screen for him that I just sent from my phone. I think that that yep. would be uh, really, really amazing. Go ahead, Lloyd. Yeah, I agree 100%. Having the Stadia app as uh, a way to type things in just totally makes sense. Um, when they added that to PlayStation 4 right when it launched, I'm like, oh, are people really going to use this? And then I found myself using it a lot. Um, you could you could, um, you could, could control games. You could do all the stuff. They had second picture support um, where your screen is different than the screen that's going on. They could put up, uh, I think it was Assassin's Creed had like... Um, different historical facts would come up on your phone while you're playing the game. That was about all it was used for, but it was really useful for typing, typing messages in and things like that. Um, the fact that you could hook up a keyboard to those devices as well was really great. So that if you did want to use the app, you could actually use an actual physical keyboard. Um, that would be really nice. Uh, if you could start doing that with a Chromecast ultra, uh, with whatever the next generation Chromecast ultra having other USB ports or the support for, um, I gotta find it. I don't have it handy. I have a little Bluetooth keyboard that I use with my my Raspberry Pi. It'd be nice connecting that directly to my Chromecast so I could use that to type things in as well. Yeah. The other thing that's found in this uh, this uh, APK teardown is uh, online statuses that you're going to be able to select. Um, this is really cool. So you can do these statuses like um, looking for party or streaming which I think is really cool. You could say, all right, I'm streaming this game. So I could open up, look at my friends list. I can see that uh, I don't that, that Lloyd is streaming a game, although I guess I would probably already know about that. Uh, but I could see that somebody <laughs> on my friends list is streaming a game. And what would be really cool is if I could, like they didn't say anything about this, but I could go down to that person, hit a button and bring up their stream right on my TV. Yeah. That would be absolutely amazing this is the kind of thing where when you have the streaming platform and the uh, gaming platform owned by the same company you can really make things um what's the word uh frictionless i guess is what yep. i would say uh, i yep. think that that's really cool what do you think lloyd yeah can you imagine doing that picture in picture even having that overlay right? on top oh my of the God. gameplay like that would be that would be fantastic. Um, I would I would love that. Um, all all things that may come in the future as Stadia kind of um, keeps adding features and making their their um, uh, their platform more robust. Uh, but yeah, being able to watch someone stream the trial that we're doing in ESO while you're playing ESO, you can laugh at all the craziness that's happening while still doing quests yourself. Um, that would be that would be really awesome. I would absolutely love to see uh, streaming built in to uh, basically Stream Connect like we have in Destiny 2, uh, not Destiny 2, Division 2 and Ghost Recon Breakpoint where if Lloyd and I are playing in a, in a game together, uh, basically it takes his screen and puts it on my screen. I would love to be able to watch other people's, other like my, my friend list stream while I'm playing a game, even if I'm playing a different game, it would be really cool. Oh, look at that. Kodiak Moonwolf is, uh, he's doing a dungeon in Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, yep. Great. I'm going to watch him do that while I'm playing, uh, I don't know, Division 2 or something like that, just on a little window down on the bottom. That's the kind of thing that you can do when you have both, when you have both of those platforms. And I'm going to use this as a chance to pivot to something that is driving me absolutely crazy <laughs> this is this this tweet that was posted by youtube gaming is uh, like it it infuriated me why <laughs> can they not get this right so yesterday no two days three days ago recently i don't know it happened uh back on the 13th YouTube Gaming sent out this tweet. They said, which one do you choose for crossplay? And they included a, a DualShock 4, an Xbox One controller, uh, Nintendo yeah. Switch Joy-Cons, and a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. No Stadia controller? And, of course, I replied uh, right afterwards. I was like, seriously, it's your own gaming platform. Why would you not mention it? This is... <laughs> Why yeah. can't they get this, Lloyd? It's, what are they doing it's... wrong? 
it's like left hand, right hand. They, it's not that they don't don't know what each other is doing. It's that they've been severed from each other and they've been shipped in secret crates to different parts of the world. So there's no way they can know what each other is doing. It's just it's so ridiculous. Like YouTube gaming should be talking about Stadia, not all the time because people are going to say stop, stop, yes. like pumping your own tires, but at least have it as an option. Um, yeah, I don't know. I saw this and I, I shook my head. And then I continued on with my day, um, but it really grinds your gears. Um, you you do your you do the voice for that, so I am not <laughs> yeah, even gonna try it. But um, but yeah, like put Stadia up there, YouTube. Like, what are you doing? It just I don't know, man. It, it just it seems crazy. Yeah. I mean, of course, people were like, well, maybe they thought that uh, that mouse and keyboard represented Stadia. It doesn't. Sure. Okay, yeah, I mean, but it, it doesn't. That, I mean, you can use mouse and keyboard for it, but it doesn't represent Stadia. This thing represents Stadia. I, don't, I just right. don't understand why they can't get the marketing right. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it drives <laughs> me crazy because like there's still, there's all of this misinformation out there that Stadia, it, like people don't understand that you don't have to buy anything to play Stadia. Mm -hmm. They still yeah. think that you have to go out and buy a premier edition. They think that you have to have a subscription uh, their messaging, just they're not talking about this stuff enough. They, the Stadia tw uh, Twitter account is tweeting about games, which is great, but they also need to say, play this right now, buy this game right now without a subscription. No subscription needed. Like that's that kind of thing is really, really great. Talk about that. And then when <laughs> YouTube Gaming is tweeting out something like this, at least include the Stadia controller, which I have to say yeah. is kind of becoming my favorite controller. The more I use it, the less that I yeah. like using the other controllers that I have. Uh, and I know yeah. I do a show about Stadia, but guess what? I also do a show about Nintendo. And yep. I loved the Nintendo Pro Controller for a really long time. But my OG favorite controller is the Steam Controller. But Ew. the more I use this the more I think this is the one that I like the best. This is the one that's the most comfortable. I threw out the you, the you out there because that's what everybody listening is probably thinking about the Steam controller. But I get it. You like it. My my favorite controller is the Pro Controller, the, um, the, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. But the Stadia controller is a close second. I, it used to be, for me, my favorite controller is PlayStation 4. And then the, the Pro Controller came out, and I'm like, oh, my God, the Pro Controller feels so much better. Um, but now the Stadia controller really feels so much better in my hands. And now that it's not going to disconnect on me all the time because <laughs> I got better Wi-Fi, I'm going to be playing a heck of a lot more games like this. I, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Let's see. I I was not ready to move on because... Okay, here we go. Um, super hot. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm very excited for Super Hot. It's on its way. Yep. You want to tell people what the, uh, what the release date is? Yeah, so a super hot mind control delete is coming to Stadia on August 18th, uh, which if I look at my watch is in two days, uh, Tuesday. So that that'll be great. Uh, if you bought super hot on Stadia, uh, you get it for free. If you claimed super hot for free as a pro game, you do not get it for free, or at least that's not how it's been on every other platform that this uh, version came out. So if you want to play this one, uh, what you can do right now is go buy uh, super hot the regular version and then you'll get this version for free how much um, how much but, is yeah. super hot um on the store do you know i don't know i let me double check i don't think i can see because i own it it's in my library right oh that's true yeah um uh, maybe somebody uh, well i bet you everybody in chat's probably uh, okay so gem in chat is saying 20 dollars on steam or 20 mm. uh pounds on steam uh so i'm going to guess um 25 I'm that not sounds, sure. That sounds about right, I think. Um, but yeah, Super Hot is a fantastic game, and be able to get um, to get the new one, which apparently everybody that's played it says it's it's bigger, it's larger, it's better. Um, I'm super excited to be able to play that on on Google Stadia. Yeah, you know that comes out on the 18th. When does that? Um, when does the golf game come out? I'm super excited for the golf game. Yeah, I I don't know the release date off the top. I guess of my head, the 21st, sorry. and so. I think I'm. I may pass on on buying uh, Super Hot Mind Control Delete, and just hold out for the 21st because that golf game. I think that people are going to have an incredible time with that, and that's more of a multiplayer thing. 
Uh, so sure. I think that's the one that I would prefer in my it, like, I, and I you know I can't afford to buy both, right? Uh, there's 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 an infinite there's a finite amount of money that people can spend on video games. I'm probably not going to buy both, even though I played Super Hot and I played it recently and I absolutely adored it. Uh, played it start to finish fantastic game i highly recommend it to anybody out there who has not yet played it it is the most innovative shooter that i have played in years um just so fantastic but i just played it so i'm not feeling like i need to run back to it yet that being said um yeah the 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 golf game is the one that i'm mostly excited for and chat is uh is telling us yes it's the 21st so there you go yep yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, this this is this is a good thing for Stadia. Unfortunately, it wasn't day and date because this dropped um, on all the other platforms um, a while ago. So having to wait a, a month, um, less than a month to come to Stadia is a little bit sad, but at least we're getting it and it's going to be good for people because apparently it as much of a mind uh, mind melt. The first one is this one apparently is even more mind melty. So I'm I'm excited to play it. But yeah, I'm also excited for the golf game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, the end of the show, which is where we talk about um, what you guys ask us to talk about. Throughout the show, people have been sending in um, super chats, and uh, so we talk about the things that you guys uh, want or trying to get us our, our attention on. Uh, usually I can bring these up on on screen, but it looks like for some reason I'm not able to right now. It's like it's not it's not showing up on my stream elements thing. So uh, we'll just leave it like this. Um, Sukotronic sent in a super chat like they always do every single time. Thank you very much for the support. Bad Mojo sent in a ten dollar super chat towards the the Lloyd's camera fund, <laughs> uh, which is really awesome. So thank you which very much hilarious. for that. Uh, Thanks, Mojo. <laughs> but Mojo, by the way, uh, and, and I and Kodiak Moonwolf and uh, Dudicious, we did a fantastic um, dungeon that was incredibly mechanics heavy in Elder Scrolls uh, yesterday after the trial. And it was insane and awesome. And now we can all turn into giant, uh, giant werewolves. It's really cool. Uh, so thanks, Mojo. <laughs> Uh, Michael Perkins sent in a super chat. They said, uh, that, oh, it's Consino. They said, just love the show. So thank you very much for that. Um, nice. We also went out on Twitter, and I found some things that people had sent in for us to talk about. So number one uh, comes to us from It's Bobby G. Uh, and Bobby G says, any updates on when mod support will be added something like a mod hub in farming sim should be supported right well you know back when i interviewed john justice i asked about mods he said uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna make sure that that you are able to use mods now that doesn't mean that every game that has mods on other platforms is going to put in the work to have mods work on stadia but stadia does support mods so we just have to wait for a game that has mod support to support mods on Stadia. And I yep. would very much like mods to happen on Stadia. You know, we talk about Elder Scrolls Online a lot. Um, we're And there's cross-play, right? And so we're always in a group and people are like, oh, well, like yesterday during the trial, somebody was like, well, somebody's cute as a tank. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter because we we all know who the tanks are. And they're like, yeah, but their name isn't the right color. And I was like, what are you talking about? All the names are red. And they're like, well, I've got this mod. And I was like, oh, okay, because they were playing on PC. Uh, right. So mod mod support. What do you think, Lloyd? Yeah, um, mod support is up to the developers. It's not up to Stadia. I mean, it's, it's up to Stadia to say, yes, it's okay. Um, but the way mods work, say, um, if, if you look at Fallout 4 or if you look at Skyrim, uh, on PlayStation, for example, you have a mod store, which is just a little web web view of of supported mods, uh, approved mods. They have to be approved by both the platform holder um, in PlayStation's case and uh, the game uh, holder, the game manufacturer. Um, but you choose like I want uh, better visuals in Skyrim. You download this little mod pack and then it gets downloaded to your PlayStation uh, and then you activate it in the game and it, it happens that way. But 99% of the work is on the, the game developer. So if ESO 
wanted if uh, Elder Scrolls Online uh, wanted mods or people want mods, it's up to Zenimax to put those into the game. They have to develop a mod store, develop the ability to download them on Stadia, download them on Stadia in air quotes, because obviously you're not downloading anything, but for those things just to be um, active, um, activated from a from a menu. So it is definitely uh, possible. And I would assume that if Skyrim comes to Stadia at some point in the future, because of course it's going to come to Stadia at some point in the future, it runs on everything. Um, there'll be mods built built into it right from the get-go um, because they already have that on all the other platforms that aren't PC. Yeah. Gem in chat is asking an interesting question. They said, does create account? You can create script packages and share them with the community and then players can download your script packages for their games. I mean, technically that's mods, but I mean, the whole game... That that's the whole game, right? So does yeah, that count yeah. for mods or no? Um, I don't know. Like, what is a mod really? Um, like in Kratos, in Kratos, a case, it's not really a mod because you're not downloading uh something to change uh a, a an executable that was made and baked and here's your game and then adding mods to change that. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, that's that's what it what it would be. For it to work on Stadia, you just have to have a game manufacturer have all these mods curated and able to be down downloaded or activated from from in the game to then have them out yeah. out there. Um, like say for Skyrim, for example, on PlayStation, if you enable a mod, you you can't get um, trophies on that profile anymore. Mm. Um, so there's there's a bunch of stuff that that all comes into play there. Otherwise, you'd have a mod where you enable it and it pops all the trophies um so stuff like that um is part of part of the process and i'm sure google Stadia could get that running uh no problem um with with a set of rules and then you just need a bunch of developers to get all this stuff set up properly yep and then and then epic games would sue them for the rules moving on <laughs> uh anthony talcott sent in a question they said question for the podcast with microsoft's letter calling out apple i've seen tons of support from ios users I've even seen Stadia fans and content creators also calling out Apple. However, Google has been quiet. Do you think they should take a similar stance as Microsoft? Well, we kind of talked about this already, but we'll reiterate our feelings real quick. What do you think, Lloyd? Should um, Google uh, make a big stink about not being allowed on the Apple App Store? Um, yes, but they also have their own app store that has their own problems. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's, it's very political for Google to kind of throw their hat into this. Um, I, I really do hope that on top of this epic, uh, lawsuit that's against both Google and Apple, um, that there's another lawsuit, uh, shortly after, or in addition to that is from all the streaming companies that say, yeah, we want access to your app store as well. You're blocking us unfairly. You're letting in streaming video. There's no reason why we shouldn't be there as well. Um, but that's going to be super awkward for, for Google to be involved <laughs> with now that they're being sued by Epic for the, for the same sort of thing. So yeah, man, law is hard. That's why you have to go to school for a very long time to be a good lawyer. That's, that's true. Um, all right. So, Let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you, everybody, for being here for the live show. We had uh, a whole bunch of people here. Thank you to everybody who did the super chats. You guys are fantastic. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, uh, basically it is a retweeter that retweets things that are Stadia-related that Lloyd and I tweet about. Uh, so you can follow that on StadiaCast. You can follow me uh, at RunJumpStomp. You can follow Lloyd at Dazme and be sure... Uh, to uh, head on over to Twitter and follow us for that stuff. You can also join our Discord. We've got a whole bunch of people. There's a link in the description down below. If you're listening to the show, then you can just go to runjumpstomp.com. There's a link that will take you to the Discord. And if you're already joining Discords, Lloyd has a Discord, which you can find at rezd.tv slash Discord. That's R-E-Z-D dot TV slash Discord. The music that you're going to hear in just a second is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. Make sure you check out their stuff at zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. Lloyd, it's been fun, man. Yeah, take it easy, everybody. Thanks, Bill, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.